Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. In Australia, the Irish lapsed Catholics will be very, uh, like, dismissive of the faith. And like, why, mm. uh, why would you convert into that? This is insane. What are you doing? These Philly boys are so happy that someone's going to Mass. And so, like, they're not going to confession. They're, you know, having all the the fun of a degenerate lifestyle, but then we'll be like, yo, pray for me. St. Christopher, I got his thing around my neck right now. Like the, and I think that's so beautiful. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast recording live from the ocean. It's your boy, Ethan. You can really tell how live it is from how you said that. I know. Because if it wasn't live, you would not have done. You would have done it again. Yeah, I, I would have done it again. Uh, James, welcome you. to the show. This is we're we're blessed to be joined today on our very Truly. normal and very orthodox Catholic podcast with yeah. uh, the the eminent Australian comedian James Donald Forbes McCann. Of Thank you. It's ha- ha- happy welcome. to bring an unorthodox Catholic on the pod. <laughs> I like to, I think of myself as origin, you know, like in the yeah. faith happily now, but after I die, ruthlessly savaged for having said the wrong things. And I like to yeah, think of myself as origin. I mutilate myself and <laughs> did he self mutilate? Yeah. Oh. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the rumor. That's the rumor is that. that, you know, in his, what way? His pair of stuff. Uh, testicles on the wall were not oh, were no. not kangaroos. Did he, I guess. Did he cut can off I his own that, situation? Can I ask you that yeah, question? Okay. No, so I go for I, it. The reason why I made that joke is not because I'm vulgar. I'm a very orthodox and very family friendly Catholic <laughs> podcast. Let's all be clear here. <laughs> but I assume it's but, a reference to that I went on the Matt Fred podcast and he's got the testicles yes. on the wall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He just casually mentioned the kangaroo testicles, and then one of our people in our Discord, bit.ly slash crunch discord, uh, she says, Oh yeah, I have a kangaroo testicle can opener and i was like what? you'd be shocked at how many people own kangaroo testicle devices of somewhat kind or another in devices De- oh like, yes if you if you like require bulls? a ball bearing for the skateboard <laughs> you just reach over to a baby kangaroo get that <laughs> testicle now the um i mean what are you going to do they're everywhere and you have to kill them they grow on because, trees down there yeah <laughs> yeah like fresh apples just pluck them do you eat them Hmm. Oh yes, it's it's the oysters of the land. I call yeah, them. Yeah, because here here they call them Rocky Mountain oysters when you eat the. Ah, I have heard that. I have heard that. But I in, knew I was but in Australia, what is it the are the, the Tasmanian they call them bush oysters, oysters? I guess. From bush oysters. We just. It's just something we sell to the Chinese. The Chinese come through and they yeah. go, look, yeah. the testicle. <laughs> something go, to spice up them? their dog. Yeah. You know, and the rest of the kangaroo makes a beautiful sausage, but we haven't gotten to the point of using the. Uh, yeah. It's also nice for the male kangaroo, I think, to have something that can be referenced. Because also, so often it's the pouch and the mama, mm. you know, and now finally the boys the, are back in town. And the, but the male kangaroo <laughs> has that, has the the video. That's the, true. That the is fight. That's yeah, the. It is. It's funny. That's what I'm thinking of. Jack. Yeah. It, we're not kangaroo really Jack sure what's Alton. going yeah. international. Yeah. You know, like what becomes a viral video yeah. from our country. I didn't know it had been. <laughs> yeah. 
guy fight yeah. in the row, which is just uh, yeah. like a damn thing to do, <laughs> but something you, anyone a, could do in Australia. I did have a question for you about things that go viral from your nation. Now that mm. you've been in America for a few weeks, would you say that Steve Irwin was your George Floyd? Ethan, I told you. No, George Floyd never it. lost a fight. So uh, <laughs> oh, that's what I would say. Man, that, that was a better comeback than I thought it was going to be. No, he I mean, did lose, he did lose that one fight against that guy's knee pretty rapidly. Ethan. You can't even. We just had the conversation think, about being so orthodox and family friend. I just want to say James is Steve thinking Steve Irvin Floyd, was a good Floyd family Mayweather. man. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Floyd Mayweather. Sorry. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I was thinking of Floyd Mayweather. Hold on. Who did you say? Who did you say again? Earlier, George, I said, George Floyd. Oh, George, oh no. Oh, then they... Yeah, no, no, no. Good. No, I... Uh, uh, that, like, that's why no riot? one spontaneously laughed at what I'd said because yeah. I was speaking about the wrong no. uh, black I just, guy. I just meant more so like were there riots in the street? Were people burning down? No, we were just you know, we just entered into a fairly conventional. First of all, we don't have Macy's. Secondly, it was a fairly have? conventional no. period of mourning. We got David really. Jones. We got yeah. Maya. <laughs> we got, I heard about David got, Jones, the bowler. Is that what he did? Hmm. No. I don't even. No, we got Daniel Daniel Jones, who was in. Ah, no, hold on. I think I know Wait who you're talking about. Back man who got hit in the head, Phil Walsh. That's a weird, maybe mm. not that one. Uh, you know, it's almost like we're in a different country. All the references have fallen apart. Isn't that crazy? No. It How was, was Steve Irvin like funny. George Floyd? Let me think. Hold on. It was funny on the episode of Pints <laughs> that I was listening to to hear you and Matt, who I guess Matt is from Adelaide too. I did not know that. At, um, just outside, yeah, small town. Okay. You guys are just like talking about like, Australian football, yeah, like yeah. people. And I was like, man, you guys, this is great. It's 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 not often we get to hear Matt talk about his homeland, and it was yeah. It no, was he's funny to um, hear you guys. look, he's having success in the big country, but and so I will try and limit the amount of time I spent talking about Eddie Betts and whether or not he was maltreated on a postseason camp. You could be making this up. You could be. These are real. Up, I'm, I'm promising these are real names, but. Uh, yeah. Man, it's hard because I'm I, I'm at these house parties sometimes now. And people go, "Let's watch the the NFL highlights," and they'll be like, "Look at this, mm. the most brutal tackles." And you go, "This is nothing. This is small yeah. potatoes." Compared, we, we to need the- to be talking about how it's so tragic that Rory Sloan ruptured his ACL in the round no! five victory over Richmond. That's so tragic. Wait, wait. Oh, not recently. No, sorry. No, not recently. <laughs> oh my. Don't do that. He just ruined his day. Don't. I had to Google that. No, he didn't. My fantasy league. No, 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 not my. Well, my fantasy player. No, he's safe. He's safe. I'm looking at the news now. Listen, back in this was like two years ago. Oh, I'll give you the skinny on Rory Stone. Rory Stone plays plays for the Adelaide Crows. He's a lifetime Adelaide Crows player. He really like we call him an inside midfielder. He throws himself on the ball. So there'll be like a big Mm, rabble of people, and he's the first one in the pile to just handball it out and get it to someone who can run. And as a sure. result, because he's really good at it, Rory Sloan gets injured a lot. And his body's mm. like a bag of sand at this point. <laughs> and so like, there's this big discussion as a Crows fan. It's like, should Rory Sloan... Like, he's slow. He's not playing the full game. But he's working really hard in his recovery, and we love him. Yeah. And he was mm. good to us. He stayed. He could have left. Everyone was leaving Adelaide because of that camp where they were tortured. And also the son murdered his the coach. Anyway, but Rory <laughs> Sloan stayed, and we've stuck by him, and we've allowed him to play another year presumably at a much reduced salary. But if Rory Sloan does his ACL now, more than anything, I feel bad for Rory Sloan, who, again, yeah. is the walking wounded out there. 
He's such yeah. a good, yeah. such a kind, such a like makes a lot of his mm. story about he had a child who uh, oh. who was was born, who died very shortly after being born. And the mm. whole city of Adelaide, how we mourned together mm. in community with Rory and sweet Belinda, his wife. <laughs> Excuse me, I've become too passionate about. No, no, it's good. The We've Sloan family. We've clearly touched on something that's of interest to you. Oh, which I'm, it's important. God. The audience likes to hear when our guests are yeah. passionate about something. And so if yeah. you're passionate about Australian rules football and the Adelaide yeah. pros, then I, I would like as my one of my things I'm trying to do in America, I would like to make the Adelaide Crows America's team. You know? I mean, <laughs> if someone asked, me, someone asked me point blank, who's your favorite AFL team? I'm saying... I'm saying the Crows because they're the only one I'm familiar with. So you've done a great, I mean, already. The Ruse? I've heard, I'm sure there's a Ruse team. There yeah, was a Ruse. Yeah, Fun okay. story about the Adelaide Crows and the Ruse. The best ever Ruse player was, uh, well, uh, he was like an Wayne Carey, incredible, incredible goal kicker. Mm. Had sex with his captain's wife in a toilet at a party. The team kicked him out and the one team well, happy to have him right. come and play for a season. The Adelaide Crows. So if you then watch the game where Wayne Carey has started playing for the Crows. So, yes, toilet, restroom. You would say restroom. Mm -hmm. Right. It yes. wasn't actually in the bowl of the ceramic convenience. Forgive me. Forgive me. But there are great yeah. highlights from that game when the man who Wayne Carey has had sex with his wife and there he's like charging into him and, it's, and the commentators are getting all around it. Oh, yeah. That's great. You don't have that. You don't have that in American sports. You don't have... It's you don't have that those that level of of blood no. feud, you know. You'll have Tom, guys that don't Tom like Brady. each other, you yeah. know. You'll have Draymond Green whacking a guy that you know and getting suspended for twenty five games, but he's just a menace. Like he just kicks and hits everybody. No, you know, we don't is... have like you stole my my girl. He stole my woman. Like <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I think for shame, Wayne Carey you know, stole your wife. We need it's, more. Uh, we need more kayfabe in American football. Now we definitely. We do, oh, yeah. you've you've got plenty of heels. I would say you need more, mm -hmm. more so. good boys. Every I'm trying to. I've been following your NFL football with great interest. To try, yeah. I've been following the Steelers ahead of moving mm. to Steubenville, mm. and um, mm. it seems like every team has a wide receiver who uh, has real personality <laughs> problems, and like you yeah. just tolerate this. But yes, like, because that's he's what he's so good fast. at. He's so yeah. fast. He's out on his own. It's an incredible skill set, and like mm -hmm. everyone, like the you know. The tight end just has to keep his head down and be a team man, but a wide receiver mm -hmm. can just do as many small dances as he wants during a game. So yeah. many little dances, and uh, the further the further out you get from the from the center in football, <laughs> the closer it gets to to hockey, where you can just fight of, at any time. You know, yeah, like these guys, quarterback, here, not at all, zero not, violence not, to the quarterback. Do not touch this man. But then you get out here. The refs aren't even paying attention, and they're they're knocking into each other. They're, That's it's great. great. That's they're a very off, good stand-up comedy premise, I believe. Thank you. Please, you're yeah, welcome. It. I don't know enough about the sport here enough. That's true, yeah. but it sounds like a quality. I did premise. see the out. That's the thing is that an outsider's perspective of football could play really well because to the people yeah. who know it and the people who don't, you get right. You're you gonna hit everybody, even the, if they don't from the wives. Football. As I'm just and yes. the discord from the from the husbands, you know. Boy, it'd be nice to get the wives. I mean, you may find this as a conservative Catholic podcast, but do you find that mm. overwhelmingly your audience is young men? Actually, no. we have. Would a you pretty, get the ladies? 
We have a pretty evenly split, like 50-50 men and women. At least Whoa. And, for the most, and for the most part, beginning, it was it was Catholic women. We had a lot of moms. We had all that on sweet the show. eye candy. Initially, yes. I think ladies. it was because we were just sweet young guys. And like, who wants sweet young college guys more than college-aged <laughs> Old women? Old women. Oh. Old women who have college age kids, right? Like that was the, that was the demo on the right? website for young college men. You know, it's always like moms <laughs> in your area looking for you. But I like to think that on the Catholic Mummy Blogger websites, maybe there says sweet young college boys in your area looking for Good nubile Catholic podcaster yes. ready for you. Yeah, oh, I actually met my wife because of the podcast. If you didn't, if you didn't know, oh, that. it's beautiful. Yeah, she listened yeah. to the show. She saw our business cards because we went to Seek back in 2017, and we threw we ordered 10,000 business cards, which we got rid of maybe 500. That's so hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very hopeful. But we would throw them over balconies, and uh, my wife saw this business card. Years later, started listening to the show, and then friended me on Facebook, and I was like, "That's an attractive woman. I will." add her on facebook and then start to message her well to give her my number and then say, we ended up too dating and getting married so but that, i want to go back to your comedy because that's what we're talking about oh yeah is I that what we're talking comedy, about today no uh, well i wanted to talk about your jokes because i think your comedy is very accessible let me explain you mentioned you said to me before or on the podcast a while back that like wives usually don't like your comedy you said this well to me. i'll say that Certainly when my podcast, the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran <laughs> Plan, out now all digital platforms, James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan, and I said this before and I'll say it now, when I came on The Crunch the first time, the boost I had to my listenership was incredible. And there are now, semin there's like a whole seminary in Houston that listens to the podcast. I have wow. to think because of, of the work you did. But what One would happen, dream. I was at a Christmas party and a woman did come up to me and say, my husband on a drive from Toowoomba. We're looking at fifteen hour drive. He made her listen to thirty episodes of the podcast. And that <laughs> she found that excessive. So I would say the super fans would tend to be uh the sure. Man. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So say because I, I was like, that's not true because my my wife did watch the Instagram reel of the Jungkook uh seven bit that you did. She did not like that. She was like, This is too much. I can't handle all of this reference to fornication. But yes. she watched the Fool Me Once, and she brings it up all the time. She thinks it's mm. so funny. And that, is so a, it's like, that, is a, that is a joke for women, I will say. I'm a veritable yum char of comedy, you know? <laughs> Not everything's for everybody. The feet are coming around on a tray. Don't be eating the feet. But we've got something that looks more like a dumpling. It's, uh, you know, it's odd. Like, whenever you're not a – I try not to be a brand. Mm. No, like I. I, I would like to be, a, it would be so nice to be a brand. It would be so nice to surrender the vagaries of the personhood to, uh, to just being one easily marketable thing. But I find it that very difficult. And yes, as a result, I think I do manage, my, I'll put it this way, both my follow rate and my unfollow rate on Instagram are, are high. Like mm. it looks like it's just sitting mm. steady. It's huge yeah. numbers of people leaving. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. No, but no. The other, we, you know, slightly higher numbers gaining. So overall, it looks like we're we're doing okay. You just you need to do another vaccine joke to set you over the top because oh, that's boy. what that's my wife's favorite bit of yours. She references it all the time. And love, it's not even the it's not even the punchline about Anne Frank whatever. It's just when you say fine. She says fine like that 
all the time. <laughs> if I need to Which go is... on more podcasts where people tell me their wives enjoy my comedy, yeah. this is very good for the uh, the spirit. Yeah. I'm going right. to inform well, my wife to like my comedy more. Well, I mean, given that you the gigs that you may or may not have, one might need to have a bit of a raising of spirits on this particular podcast. Oh, man. I mean, it's just... I tell you, oh, I told you about the, if you want to know about the comedy, I spent the first week I came yeah. to America. I went to Austin. I, I, did, I did want to Joe ask you Rogan's about this. Club. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was so, magical. Did you? I'm gonna have a lot of questions. I'm a, I'm a relative, not a comedy nerd, but I do like I follow quite oh, a bit of the. Things. You'll know who Adam Egget is then. I know who Adam Egget is. You said you were on Kill Tony. Adam Egget. You said you were on Kill Tony, and yeah, and Matt Fred just breezed by it like it was nothing, and that just like drove me insane. I was like, why don't you ask him about Kill Tony? I'm glad that we can talk about it now. We can talk about Adam Egget first. Okay. So you met Adam Egget. I just want to talk about. Please do. Uh, yeah. I mean, Norm Macdonald's sidekick on the Norm Macdonald right. show, and yeah. uh, not a comedian, just a guy who was like booking gigs mm -hmm. at a comedy room in LA. Who that Chevy Norm Macdonald liked. Incredibly and mean to for no reason on that show. Mm, by the way, I don't. I didn't remember that, but I'm going to go back and look at that. I just remember it was, the sneezing. He was so mean for no reason. Anyway, Man. I was pissed off about that because I was like, cruel. Cruel. Yeah. cruel outside with adam because i have no chance of meeting chevy chase in the near future but yeah. uh i would have a word yeah. to chevy chase if i ever saw him in the flesh uh yeah ah man that's hurt me you've said that i'm gonna go back and watch that adam Egan is such a lovely guy yeah. and uh, and it was just like i was more starstruck by that than anyone i've ever really met. yeah Oh, easily. Did you meet Did you meet Joe when you were at the club? He was on a holiday, so everyone oh. was like Joe, and I just heard I heard stories about Joe. Joe, yeah, should take over his podcast. Yes, I wonder if that would be helpful for the old career. Is getting on Joe? <laughs> How's his podcast doing? Yeah. Do we know if if Saint Rogi's doing there. well? Yeah, could I, I mean, wish him well on, with it? You've been on the Matt and Shane Secret Podcast. Lovely boys. Has that not done anything for you? I feel like that's one no, of the that's, biggest... I tell you, it's been about as big a bump as The Crunch. I don't know no. what it is you said. As big as podcast. Shane Gillis. You heard it well, here we didn't, first. We didn't actually talk about my podcast on uh, his podcast, but you yeah. you gave this big, long... You did this whole thing about how you, everyone had to go back to the start and listen all the way through, and it was this beautiful journey. And people really that. listened to you, and they did it. And uh, I'm, I felt very blessed. That's good. I felt really happy with that. Yeah. I, These people are all, by the way, Matt Shane. Yo, yes, go on. Sorry. No, I, I I do really want to ask you about your process behind the podcast because I was listening. I, I like started listening again. And oh, while man. I do think going back to the beginning is good, you can jump right in and listen. It's very <laughs> funny. If you're yeah. like you were you told you sit on the pod we'll talk about Matt and Shane in a second. You sit on the Matt Fry yeah. show that you like you're oh I don't write stand up and I, I oh, it takes so long for me to get a minute out but the podcast is like thirty minutes and it's it, this is something that I would sit through at a club and crack up to you ever just yeah. want to crack it, up uh, there's <laughs> it's incredible how much you can get away with on a podcast that in a room people boy don't people. we know it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the standard the standard of holding someone's attention while they're alone in their kitchen doing the dishes with headphones on or at the gym working out that's fair is, that's fair is a world away from ah. Uh, 200 strangers all slightly yeah, they've drunk. gone out of their so way to click on you and listen to you as opposed to you are just there and guy? they're there at the club yeah. you know it's totally it's, uh, no i'm a very slow writer i used to be a much faster writer and sometimes i can sometimes like a half hour will come at a time and that's quite nice but since i've been to america i look through my phone notes i'm really i'm really trying to figure out something i can uh do in america it's like a new thing that i've noticed 
And all I have is like, I mean, we're not really getting out and seeing the country. We're just in, we're snowed in, in Steubenville, mm. watching the national news every night where they keep telling me that I'm probably going to die. That. Yeah, and uh, yeah, national news is brutal in this country. Yeah, you got to watch, you need to get a, can you pirate a, an HBO show maybe? That might be a better use of your time. Well, I, man, when I was on that, the Pints with Aquinas, I was talking about shows we liked, and I said the OA, which is my favorite show. And I just mm -hmm. want to tell everybody how good the OA is. And someone, I was asked, like, are there sex scenes in that? And I was like, no, I don't think there's a lot of sex in that. And someone said, there's a lot of sex. And I thought about it. I thought, ah, actually, in the uh, first episode, I think, I think there is a lot of sex. Is that, yeah. is that the show where there's a school shooter and they all surround him and they start doing a dance to stop yes. them? Yes. I've seen that clip. That's all I know about the show. Ludicrous. That's insane. <laughs> what? It's a great. It's, yes. Really they funny. all do a dance. Out of context. Right now or we get out of context, it's just like a bunch of guys huddled under like lunch tables and they're all looking yeah. at each other. They make eye contact and you think that they're going to get up and like tackle the shooter. But instead they stand up and they just start going like this. And yes. like the lunch lady joins in. It's really funny if you it, don't know what's going on. And I don't. And I, and I, just, I think that's happened this last week that that's gone out of context and people go, this is like, because yeah. when what people go, it? what's the show about? And you go, oh, it's a show about people who do a dance at a school shooter, which is technically in the end what the show <laughs> is sort of like, that's what happened. But yeah. uh, this is why the show was canceled. It's very hard. Some, oh, you really? only have a brief uh, second. Well, I believe because. Mm -hmm. The the once you started watching the watch through rate was very high, but the ability mm -hmm. to convert people to it was difficult because yes. they, they go, "What's it about?" And you go, "Ah, there's a blind girl and she gathers teenagers, and they they learn dances." And it's like you're no mm. chance. You're, you're much yeah. better going. He's a he's a criminal and he's bacon bread. I don't know. That's my idea. For, sorry, <laughs> that's off the top of the head. My new <laughs> idea for Plato. sure. Um. <laughs> people keep talking to me about this Alex Plato and his. Incredible bread. I'm yet to have his He's, bread. Every other bread yeah, I'm having in America not, sucks. He was my philosophy professor in college, so I haven't had his bread, but I've heard his lectures, and they're just as good. Um, but I look forward to it. Matt and Shane. Yeah, oh, what were you going to say about Matt and Shane? You were going to say something. Well, they're, both, they're, uh, they're both like products of the Catholic uh, school really? system and milieu, mm -hmm. uh, and they're both lapsed. But And all these Philadelphia men, like I've met men from Philadelphia from the first time. Or, I mean, Shane's from Mechanicsburg, which outside of the capital of Pennsylvania, Harrisburg. But all mm. of these, feel, and it's it's so, there's so, even with these lapsed Catholics, like in Australia, the Irish lapsed Catholics will be very, uh, like, dismissive of the faith. And like, why, mm. uh, why would you convert into that? This is insane. What are you doing? These Philly boys are so happy that someone's going to Mass. And so, like, they're not going to confession. They're, you know, having all the the fun of a degenerate lifestyle but then we'll be like yo pray for me saint christopher i got his thing around my neck right now like the and i think that's so beautiful because i you know i think sometimes what's the point of the catholic school system no one who comes out of it is a catholic just about yeah. but then i see these otherwise secular men who have like a great fondness for the faith and are probably like one small thing away in their lives changing from like going back to mass and i think Man, I think it's better to have these Catholic schools than nothing. That's my revised position, is that mm -hmm. it is nice. It would be better. If, okay, everyone's Catholic. Everyone's going to Mass. But to have cultural Catholics in the world is, you know, it's better than nothing. I'd say that. And I'm really enjoying it to meet them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh is similar. It's the kids are like, yeah, I like, I, 
I believe in God and Jesus. <laughs> it's like I'm funny for one one quick thing that that God is Jesus is God. That's yeah. it, you got to get that straight. But yeah, no, awesome. That's great. That doesn't um, really help when Protestants yeah. are going. What's the difference between Christianity and Catholicism if they're getting that wrong? Oh, but yeah. there's a yeah. video. There was a lovely video of Ian Carmel. I think it was. I hope I'm saying that right. And B and Ian with Jordan is the podcast, and he was a practicing homosex. And his father had given him a St. Christopher medal. And out of respect, he would always take off his St. Mm. Christopher medal before presumably getting plowed by another dude. <laughs> and the clip on the show is of the, the woman who's his co-host going, so I bought you from the Vatican a St. Christopher medal. And he's wow. weeping over receiving the St. Christopher medal. Wow. And it's like, you know, we're all sinners. We're all fallen. How beautiful is it that this man is having mm -hmm. that reaction? Obviously through feelings oh, yeah. of his father and... Um, I mean, if there ever was to be a game of down, there's something about St. Christopher. I mean, it is carrying another man. So maybe you'd want to, that would be too close. You would definitely want that taken <laughs> off at the time. Uh, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to, I sometimes get too close to disrepute. I was really touched that he cared that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't feel that strongly about any Catholic medals that I've picked up. And I'm glad that he gets that. I'm glad that the, we're in the world doing things like that. And uh, anyway, maybe watch the clip. It's so, I, yeah, I became I, very I emotional. This is like, there's there's a tendency in 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 like in Catholics to think of all sinners of a certain category as the same. So like every fornicator acts this way, every sodomite acts this way. We'll say to use the very politically incorrect term. Well, and then also when but people like, are sort of yes, sorry, go on. Yeah, but th I think this is like controversially this might be the attitude that fiducius supplicants was trying to whoa like, there are people who want to receive graces from the church and recognize in themselves that they're not there but they want something that the church has and the the document however well it intentioned and, and poorly it did this is like yes you should bless them you should bless a person if they come but don't make don't try to gay marry them it's not gonna work right yeah uh if only well, they had done it a little better more politically yeah anyway you boys not haven't gotten the gay blessing live on the pod yet have you no but there's still time I immediately texted <laughs> ethan and i in our little text messages we had so we had so much we had so much fun with that like hey bro oh, i heard yeah. you just said you can get blessed <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. Like, uh, it's a beautiful, isn't it? A beautiful expression with all the footnotes. There's, uh, well, there's, there's a woman named Dasha who's on the Red Scare podcast. Who's oh, big fan of Dasha, right? And so she, she yeah. speaks really Never. eloquently about this, about how she, you know, people have gone, "Are you going to the mass?" Ironically, and she's gone like, "You know, I don't think it's bad to go to the mass. Like compared to not going to the mass, it's better to go to the mass." Ironically, and at least mm -hmm. you're there. And if it's a real thing its real effect will work on you. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. there comes a point uh, where, like, irony and aesthetics are insufficient to live out what is, yeah. like, a deeply difficult ethic on every front. Not like we obsess oh, yeah. about the sexual, but holy dooly, it's very hard, and if it was a posture, you you can't keep going with it. Um, and yeah. people, I also know. think that Dasha is but, a set of a contest too, which is which complicates things. If I ever bit. if I ever meet her, I'll happily have a firm word about that. And no, that'd be good. Her. I she, mean, maybe she says things. She has the right spirit about a lot of stuff, like because people will say, people will like call her a whore on Twitter because that's just what people online do. 
yeah. and she says, well, Catholicism is the only religion where you can be a whore because I'm, I'm forgiven every single time I go to confession. And it's like, that's not how 99% of Catholics would say it, but you're correct in what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Christ came for you. The sacraments are for you. You can be forgiven. You know, it's like, and, but people like to go, well, you have to have a firm amendment. Shut up. This is a woman who's trying at least in a very small way. So like, how about we not? I believe high mighty, I believe you know? we have it written down somewhere that partial partial contrition is sufficient to make a confession. Is that true Patrick? Yeah. yeah. So the point of <laughs> confession is that you're you're not going to get perfect contrition. Like the asterisk is actually on the confessing your sins to God. It's like, yeah, sure. You can go ahead and confess your sins to God, but you need to be sorry only because you have you have saddened your creator, not because you're afraid of hell, not because you desire heaven, not because of any, this, that, or the other thing, because you want to repay your relationship with God of, 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 yeah, with, and, and that is impossible without grace like that. And so you need confession. Um, Hold on. This was a thought that I was trying to get out on another podcast and didn't get all the way there because maybe it is too weird, but there is on the conventional act of contrition. We, we also do accept as a part of that, uh, like, because I am afraid of, you know, the fire of hell, but also yeah. because I have, you know, like that hell is a merciful, like there is nothing that God does which is not merciful. And that includes the creation of hell and that having hell and being able to be afraid of hell is a tool by which we can love God better, Absolutely. right? Like there is, Absolutely. there is a generosity in having hell in that way. And, uh, Anyway, I'm struck. I really yeah. like. I don't know in, if I talked about this last time. I like the thought of there being a hell. I'm not one of these. I'm not. I don't stay up worrying about hell. If I woke up in hell, this is like I expressed this thought to a Catholic, and he was like, "Yeah, that's sort of." I, I think he was being careful with how he worded it in hindsight, but he made <laughs> me think what I was expressing was bona fide normal Catholic orthodoxy. But like, if I woke up in hell, I'd be jazzed for like a minute or two, because you know, like. Oh, there was a there was a moral order to the universe. I obviously didn't live up to it for whatever yeah. reason. But look at that. It was there all isn't that neat? And also like, what, I'm not just obliviated? I don't just have consciousness mm-hmm. cease. Oh, I have torture forever and separate but my consciousness continues. These are two big, big pluses. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wake up in in hell. And then there's, you know, the negativity and the right. you know, all the other stuff. And but, the uh, uh, the fire brands on your nipples and what all. Yeah, forever. Yeah, the, <laughs> brutal. Forever. forever. <laughs> the um, yeah, the first the first meditation introduction to the devout life is about the pains of hell, like that, and in in Ignatius' exercises, like they both, a lot of spiritual tradition in the church is centered around like the foundation has to be because it's it's the most earthly thing about the afterlife is like, what if this anxiety, depression, desolation you felt um was all of the time. And you can say it to a person, and they're like, "Wow, yeah, good point. Um, that sucks." And you can kind of you can kind of use that as a launching off point into, you know, repentance and 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 purgation of the things that would cause you to go there. Um, and yeah, I think I think post in the part of uh, part of the the post conciliar church, post Vatican II church has been like kind of a hangover of this optimism in the 1960s and part of that yes. has been like we don't want to talk about hell because it makes us remember world war ii <laughs> and world war one <laughs> <laughs> and 
we don't want to think about that. Oh, I was, I've been, I've been going and doing uh, adoration because there's 24 seven adoration in Steubenville, which is like so nice and makes me feel quite guilty about not having like given my time to help set something like that up in Adelaide. It's so good. It's good <coughs> but they've, they've got books there and they've got um, Benedict's uh, Life of Jesus. Is yeah, that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, and Jesus and, um, and uh, I'm wearing a hat, and it was too difficult to get it all the way off with my headphones. But uh, <laughs> but I did. I want it. I want the record to show that I tried to lift the hat a little bit. It, it, and he writes about what is the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. um, and that like earlier understandings of the kingdom of God were like Christ is in Himself the kingdom, and we enter into Him. And then the you know later understandings might have been we become the kingdom of God, and He enters into us. And then later, like, but now it's just like, shouldn't the church sort of be nice to people? Like, shouldn't we have a nice world that we're all in together? Which is sort of how yeah. I had read it before then. But like such a, yeah, that the church is not just to like pedal a, I'm sure this will resonate. I'm, I don't think you'll have any listeners who'll kick back on this, but like, it's not just to pedal like a woke orthodoxy of like flim flam. Don't we seem like nice people? It's mm-hmm. to do, you know, the oh, kingdom yeah. of God is like seven or eight really challenging things to understand about self divinization and the and the immanite, you know, the eschaton. Ooh. And it's like uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was very. I'm very emotional reading it because a friend lent me this book years ago, and mm. my friend Jack, who you came on the catacast with, and oh, I yeah. lost it. And he he loves this book, and I miss him so much. And he's so informed by Benedict that when I read it. It's like it's a bit like talking to my friend Jack, mm. but he's try- like because these are all the things he's been trying to explain to me. But mm. you know, usually we're drunk or we're having an argument or something is going <laughs> on, and just to get it direct uh, is yeah. really nice. That like Benedict lives in my friend, who's just done nothing but read his work, and so then yeah. in reading Benedict's work, I get to experience my friend. So good. It's cool. so good. It's uh, and I don't know why I thought it was boring. I think just because I didn't understand it, and I wasn't enculturated enough. And this is another like about those, you know, Dasha and whatever ironic people, people with ironic reasons for coming to mass. That all the rhythm of the liturgical life and the imagery and like being around it opens it up intellectually when you come around to it later. I read Humanae Vitae six years ago when I realized that uh, we'd, we'd be having an uncomfortable amount of children, God willing. I didn't understand a lick of it. Like, yeah. it didn't. I didn't get I read. I reread it in the Mark's bookshop and just like, it would be excessive to say that I stood there crying, but I was on the precipice of crying. It's a, just a beautiful document. I felt like it was all readily understandable, mm-hmm. uh, having done very little reading since having children because it's not easy. And just no. like just waves of of how like grateful i am that this document existed and that i could understand it and that the increase in my understanding just comes from well like watching men mumble about in latin and walk left to right with some smells and bells it really works yeah it really <laughs> or does like looking at crosses or like looking mm-hmm. you know just i trust in you with the yeah. yeah with the domino's it's pizza coming out the wound it's uh <laughs> the French flag. Oh, it's, uh, well, the Poles would be furious if they heard that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like it's exclusively white and red. 
There's no blue getting into the wound. There's no blue. Oh man. Sorry, that was. Uh, I didn't mean no, to pop off. It was okay. a real weird life-altering event. Yeah, I think there's just talking about the faith. Ironically, we've we've kind of said this. It's like my fear is that with uh, the rise of sort of not alt right, but like um, there is a, a very much a trend now of it's kind of a response to the woke thing where now yeah. it's, it's much more cool and based to be a white European man than it was 10 years ago, all of a sudden, because now they have this cool music that they play with edits on Instagram of, of even there was one about Australia that I saw the other day. It's like, this is what happens when you leave white people I on an that. island for 200 years. I and I, honestly kind of got me inspired. I was like, maybe I, that, we can, maybe we that can. Was yeah, sent to me. <laughs> that was sent to me. Yeah. Uh, I won't say who. I don't want to uh, bring no, them into disrepute. Of not. But a yeah, notable Thursday. person did send that to me. Um, uh, no, it wasn't Thursday. It wasn't. It oh, was, okay. no. But the uh, I'm so glad that Little Dark Age became like the champion of that movement as a song. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like that was, I think, the first meme that I saw was can like, you, "Can you sing it for me?" You know that song. Hang in the dark. What's inside? And then it goes, <laughs> my stereo. You know this song, my little no, dark age. I don't think I've heard it. Oh, a few more, a few more lines, and then I think I'll get it. It's Keep like, going, yeah. it's a late career MGMT song that became the like go-to reel making, TikTok making. Yes. Uh, like they'll play the sad bit of the song, and they'll just be playing like that. It's like modernist churches, and. You know, oh, into, yeah, like yeah. thick white paint on the middle of the walls and yes. gay masses mm. and stuff like that. And then the cool bit of the song starts with a bass guitar yeah. and it's like yeah, yeah. Joan of Arc with a sword right, right. and like, you know, what, Maltese Mary with tears coming down and yeah. blood yeah. ripping into her chest. Sorry, I'm going to no, wake up my teeth. Great. It's great. Well, this, yeah, is the, this is the whole point. This is the whole point is that I'm worried. Yeah, go ahead, Patrick. It's Joan of Arc. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I missed it. I missed. I think you're on a delay. I'm talking about you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I was making a joke about how people call Joan of Arc trans. I think they Wait, get her confused with Mulan. They, I, I, I was. I she got put on a boy's clothes so she wouldn't get raped. She, oh yeah. Yeah, or something like that. They, they, they thought that she got dressed up in men's clothes so that she could join the army. And I was like, no, you're thinking of Mulan. Yeah, <laughs> that's you're thinking of the Disney movie. Joan of Arc did yeah. put on men's clothes, but it was for a different reason. She wanted trousers so that it was harder in prison for her to be defiled. Rather than yes. in an open skirt. Mulan, yeah. man, I've gotten into this at parties in a very angry way. Like when people yeah. go like Mulan is like a trans icon or something. It's like the 
the reason Mulan's a good story is because she's a world away from being a trans icon. She wants to be a woman. It is an act of suffering to take her. It's like an unnatural, yeah. difficult thing that she does out of love. It's If it was a story of a little girl who always wanted to be a boy soldier running around in a field and she gets the opportunity, there's no tragic element. She's just no. like yeah. some dumb yahoo who likes to kill Mongols <laughs> and gets a handshake from the emperor. <laughs> the suffering is in the abnegation of femininity. Excuse mm. me. No, you're I think absolutely you're right. right. I love I've it. struggled to convey that point at bars previously, and it had to. Yeah, I'm having a lot of emotions at the moment. We're all locked up in our house. It's snow everywhere. We don't have a car. I'm waiting on my social security number. I'm in purgatory. I have. A <laughs> Did you not get the Camry? The Camry didn't come I'm, through. I have a car. I can't register it. I now realize uh, until I get an Ohio driver's license, which I can't yes. have until I have, until you have a social security, a social security number, number, and I have to wait a week for that. But even then, to go and get the license, I have to go to a town 30 minutes drive away, and there is no public transport in Jefferson County other than like one bus that takes you to the Walmart. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. That's frustrating. It's It's hard. It's hard even to like move states i moved from kansas to oklahoma a few years ago and i had to wait for four hours to get a new driver's license ah. despite being an american citizen who lives here it was it was crazy <laughs> it was i couldn't go to the yeah. i couldn't go to the small local tag and title place to get it because you because you're coming from out of state so you got to oh, go no. to the big one go to the off the highway you got to go to the depot and you got to i had to get there at seven six thirty in the morning and there were already 40 people in line in front of me that presumably had been there in the rain for hours and it's just man what i like though is that it's so badly regulated like you have regulation as a country and you don't care like the level of being allowed to speed of driving yeah. an unregistered vehicle of yeah. like cash like you i and i don't know why this is except that potentially like you want to create a society that if you're an illegal alien it's fairly easy to move through so you can keep these people employed so they just don't yeah. follow the letter of the law but as a result no one has really worried that the laws make sense or that the regulation can be followed it's the kafka-esque thing of pushing up into what you just want what do i do what do i how do i get money until i have a social security number what am i what do you what do you want me to do for the next two weeks? What do you think a person's <laughs> life looks like when you don't just do it in the office? And the ladies in the office were like, "We're so, we're so sorry, sir. It's a terrible system. We're just following orders." And I was like, "It's like a fucking Nuremberg trial or something happening." Here. <laughs> that was the funniest. I I think this I think this is on your list. Uh, I, I took something from my old podcast. podcast. I did. That's the one thing I repeated. So I regret it now. No, no. <laughs> I regret you having said it. The throwaway line in the podcast, I wouldn't have caught it. I I, yeah. I thought it was so funny. It you're yeah. exactly right. Also, the other thing, your um your American accent. It, this is this is why this is why your comedy is so good in my it's like you have this your podcast is comedy. It's like you have these throwaway lines that it like takes you a second. It's like arrested development, the TV show. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. I have notably successful in its own time Arrested Development. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> the OA was... of Fox Comedy. <laughs> if you if you like it's like if you blink you miss it, like you're like, wait a second. Oh, now I get it. Like a couple of seconds later, like you're laughing it on top of the next joke, which for live comedy might not be a great uh strategy. Yeah, but you, uh, you did it. you did your American accent off of the news and you're like 
what what was the what was the line you used? Oh, like, my oh, line, yeah. Like, Jeffrey Epstein has been having sex parties with young girls. <laughs> that's my American. You watch accent. American. You watch American news, that's and that's good. what you get from it. You're like, that's all I you can need only to talk know. about school shootings and pedophiles because I watched yeah. it in my American. Because that's because Donald, the national Donald news Trump appears to be unstoppable as he carries fifty. <laughs> whatever like it's just a hard i've been we, i had this period where i was watching the federal news with my dad you don't call it federal what do you call it national news with my dad every night and like you put it on and just every night it's like something i guess they I'm have to bad. do something that's interesting to everybody but i want to do a bit about yeah. like you watch like the 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 national news and they go like senator glenn open glenson from virginia gave a beautiful speech today about the importance of curtailing gun rights or whatever and then you watch like the local news and it's like, man, a guy with a gun saved some people today. Good guy with a gun made a difference. It was sick. But like the story of like the guy who shoots <laughs> a pedophile just before, you know, that doesn't ever get elevated into the national yeah, news. No. All your cool stuff never makes it. It's just always the weather and Joe, you know, Donald Trump, did he say something that echoed fascist language? As though Donald Trump is out there like... What reading. reading histories of World War? Yeah, reading. Just like, <laughs> do you mean to tell me that Donald Trump spent his time reading and then thought how he could artfully take yeah. like an illusion, and that's why he said they're poisoning the blood of our country? Yeah. Or was he just like these people are a poison? Yeah. That feels like they're a poison wait, how in do the you blood. Know? How do you know what Hitler said? That yeah. you got like off because I watched like the national news. Oh yeah, no, how no, does the I'm national saying, news I'm know saying, about like, it? Like, like, hey, hey, that sounds like something Hitler said. Like, how do you know what Hitler said so quickly? No, they're very, they've got a historian there like who has all the Hitler's memorized. speeches. Yeah. It's just ready to it's go. all the boxes, the boxes of stolen federal materials at the at Mar-a-Lago. It's just copies of Mein Kampf just over and over and over again. <laughs> <It's table talk. laughs> that's why they're that's why they're mad. It's such a oh man. Yeah, it's so dumb. backwards. It's actually just <laughs> my God. It's stairway to heaven. <laughs> the um man the the news is so i'm i'm sure you all know this but like it's just very frust it's like, in my own country i struggle to see as much the facade and the consensus manufacturing and i'm just like yeah interest rates should come down what's going on with this receipt like i'm in it <laughs> and then you come here and you go like, yeah. but this 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 matches not at all what's happening on the ground like it doesn't yeah. seem like America's that close to a race war, and yet you wouldn't. I didn't know it before coming in. Yeah, yeah. A friend said that at, at men's group the other day. We were talking about how prosperity breeds harmony and um, and like lack, like a want breeds conflict. And someone was mm. like, "Yeah, we're prosperous right now, but yeah, there's a yeah, we're totally peaceful." And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." He's like, "This country's more divided than it's ever been." I was like, I actually don't know if that's true because we had a civil war. I was going to say. Someone has definitely yeah. made that point. But like, yeah. that's not like an original point, but it is something that people seem to forget. Is like, I don't know. I think it's just people are online and they're on Twitter and they're mad, but no one's like. Okay, he was an insane thing in the Biden speech. If I can complain briefly. Please, please. Because I will say you had two civil wars. You had the civil war. You have war. three years. You can, you're allowed to comment on American politics because right. you're on your three-year yeah. visa. Yeah. And before, I'm, before I'm removed. I mean, your first civil war was against your uh, righteous and benevolent king who you removed. And <laughs> I think it's wrong to call that a... Anyway, so that... 
That's Some people would... say that America is not a real nation recognized by God because we overthrew a, a monarch that had right rule over our country. I think there's a good argument to be made that a different line of that royal family is still the true monarch. <laughs> Only the, was it, the Jacobite line? Uh, yeah. that you have to go through, I think comes through Princess Diana so that Prince William technically reinstates it. Anyway, yeah. this is not what I meant to say. It's this weird thing about, like, about violence and division because like Joe Biden starts his speech with how beautiful this war was that was for to have freedom and democracy. And then the whole speech is about political violence is never justified. But you go, but the hold on, the whole start of the speech was about how beautiful that that act of political violence was to have democracy. Like you don't have democracy without democracy is nothing but the aftershock of political oh, violence, violence. Yeah. right? Like you, what if Benjamin Franklin or someone wanted a he wanted a violent revolution every ten years just to keep it all going. And you're not there. Benjamin you're having Franklin a great time. Snowpiercer? He, yeah. <laughs> I never made it through the show. I watched the movie and was disgusted. Yeah, the movie's disgusting, but that's the punchline at the end of the movie. Is they're like, is yeah, it? the revolts, the revolts are, oh yes, uh, are scheduled, just like the train. Like they, the train, the, the the point is that it's that kind of like cool. a nihilistic theism. Sort of yeah. Except that the like, train crashes at the end of the movie. So what's the point of scheduling it if your train's just going to derail? stupid conductor no they idiot. they that was that that was the human spirit breaking out of the the oh, train yeah. is a metaphor the... because it runs on time right it's like everything mm -hmm. is down to the last everything is timed even yeah. the even the food even the people being born even the people being murdered by the other people yeah. it's all it's all planned this guy, this guy watched no a video will. essay on youtube no i'm thinking about this just this is off the dome no look i i, I, I actually agree guy. because i remember i mean you're both when you have a child and you're yeah. working and they're asking you when are you taking the time off you have to you have to go unless you have a planned cesarean you have to go listen it'll happen when it happens it's going to be some point in the next two and a half weeks i can't yeah. answer that and the yeah. disapproval of everyone in the organization who can't really plan around it same with death mm -hmm. i remember i had a friend who was dying of cancer for what seemed like the longest time but actually was probably only like 18 months towards the end of the bad cancer and I met up with another friend who didn't particularly like this woman who was dying. And she was like, is she, is she, is she still alive? How long is she going to be dying for? It's like, yes, our, like we get in the way of time. It's this corporatist, mm -hmm. horrible, repressive thing where they want to regulate everything. Yeah, it's God's own time, baby. I'm all about it. Yeah. Now I'm living in Steubenville. I'm showing up yeah. where I want, when I want. There you go. Is there anything that's been good and positive about your time in america because we've really we've really <laughs> hit home on, on the sorry. stuff that you don't I like i love this country so much Do you? i love this country oh my, i mean it feels right. like come okay. on we it need feels, this bring it on there is like a class of people in australia and new zealand and whatever england like throughout europe like a bureaucratic managerial uh apparatchik class who belong to the government but also government regulatory bodies they're just they're just not there like it's gone this whole like you have laws that are just not in not enforced um because there'll be like an insufficient police presence in certain places or <coughs> you vote for the guy who's enforcing the laws and so he just goes yeah you want to smoke inside i'm not going to make a big stink about that like the level of the sense that big brother is not watching you here 
is through the roof. And that's wow. so really? nice. It feels so liberating. Uh, I do remember that during the COVID that people would, they would have police come to people's houses in Australia saying, you posted a video of at being at this outdoor event yeah. and you weren't supposed to leave your house and now yeah. you're under arrest. It's like, that's, that's crazy that Brother, that happened there. Concentration camps. We literally yeah. had camps where we concentrated people <laughs> to keep them away. <laughs> like, I don't know what you call Years that. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the Northern Territory, and they, were, they were like, if this disease gets into remote indigenous communities, the reasons make a lot of sense. As for mm -hmm. any setting up of concentration camps, if you have enough of the backstory, it probably seems like a good <laughs> idea. But in hindsight, it does seem weird that in the Northern Territory, if you had the disease and like they didn't believe that you would stay at home, they would just put you in like a huge camp that was set up that you were forbidden from walking out of. It's uh, And you could you just... The extent to which America did not care about COVID. Obviously, many parts of the country were obsessed with it. But, like, vaccine uptake was so low. Booster uptake was so low. Just because you let people... Oh, that level of freedom. You can't, you can't buy that. Do you know how violent a revolution oh, yeah. you have to have to have that level of democratic freedom? It's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wow. it's nuts. Yeah, no, that's 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 good to hear. It's funny because the the attitude from America looking out is very much the opposite. The kind of narrative that we hear in the in the dominant the dominant narrative, which is this like media produced, vaguely left wing, left of center narrative, is that Ethan, have you seen that video of the guy from Dumb and Dumber talking about freedom? The guy from Jim Carrey? James Carey? No, 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 no. The other guy. The guy who Owen looks like Wilson. Uncle Joey from Full House. Oh. No, sorry. Yeah, Uncle Joey. The guy who looks oh, like Dave, Cou Dave Coulier. Yeah, the guy who looks like Dave Coulier, but is not Dave Coulier. Oh, I don't Yeah, I know the actor, but I forget his name. Whatever. I, yeah. No, I haven't so seen he's, this. So he, they, they do this thing. It's like a, a speech. And it was a video that went viral like about a decade ago or whatever. It's from a movie. And like. Oh, is he like speaking to like a gymnasium? And he's like, up yeah, on and, and he's like, he's yeah. reprimanding a girl for talking about how how yeah. uh, America is free. And he's like, England is free. France is free. Belgium is free. As if like Belgium being free is like the signatory <laughs> that all free, all the entire world has embraced liberalism. But his his kind of his his point is like American liberalism has so pervaded the entire world that it is no longer unique. It is no longer special. There is no uniqueness to american liberalism and i just think that that's just obviously not true yeah like the way that europe approaches liberalism is so different than america because america was like a blank slate there was no there was no culture you know it was like oh hello it, for better or for worse yeah. take that yeah. take that to the iroquois we don't yeah, need well, I mean, your culture. Fairness, we did kill <laughs> we, did, we had culture it just consisted of ritually sacrificing people and so yeah we just dispense with that. Uh, the there were some very beautiful Isaac tobacco animals. All right, we <laughs> there were a few, yeah. Here and there. Um, here's so another, that's here's Isaac Jogues. In, in, that's what I was saying. What's it? In 1984, yeah. there's that line like, "If there is hope, it's in the proles," and that is very much true here. I think, like the the proletariat, the there's a lot of poor America. I'm seeing now in Appalachia. Uh, some of the more poor parts of America. I'm so and glad like, you're starting with Appalachia. I know. Well, it's the free Appalachia. The I'm in Appalachia. The freedom is there. Like if you're in New York, it does feel like much more free. New York's actually a bad example because it has a weird 
um, up yours culture, but like California <laughs> didn't feel especially yeah, and yeah. free. But there is like it feels quite European. But there is where you know where poor people are just going about their lives, free from being helped by the government excessively. It is such a not that I wouldn't mind a big lump of cash from the government any time, but it's like yeah, there is a it's it's it feels ungovernable. It feels too big. Like the the network of highways compared to how much money you have left over after funding foreign wars. It's just not enough to get as many cops on there, you know, scanning people's oh, yeah. number plates as you would like. Whereas like in Australia where you don't really have, I don't want to talk down our military. We've got, we've got a great military, but we're not spending as, as much on it as you are. Famously that money just, it just goes war. to police. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried to fight an emu, mate. <laughs> it ain't, <laughs> It's not easy to do. When, when you, you, mentioned, you, mentioned how, you mentioned how they tried to get emu meat to be the replacement for cow, and you said you mentioned how they never quite got that off the ground. I thought yeah. that was a missed opportunity for a little pun because it is a well, flightless that, bird. There's a, so there's that a must Simpsons be why. reference. Oh, that's very good. There you go. very, yeah, good. Yeah. very good. Very good. Very meta. Thank you. There's uh, <laughs> what you remember that bit in The Simpsons where Homer like loses his job and much says, "Don't worry, honey. You could, you could start an emu farm." <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, she, he says like maybe i could raise emus she's like yeah just to encourage him and then he gets a job and he's like emu farm marge are you insane but it would have been uh it would have been nice if we'd managed to export one thing that wasn't acdc and we yeah. have so few good exports as a country culturally yeah, yeah. you get yeah. our iron ore but that's about it well yeah. now you're forming the entire world's children through the the people the good people in brizzy in brisbane Blue. What are they, are they doing? doing? What do they do? Wait, what? Bluey, Bluey is set in Brisbane. Ah, no, ah yes. Good. You yeah. do have that show here. And uh, I'm told that Americans are speaking, like little little young Americans are starting to speak like Brisbaneites. Oh, oh yeah. They're saying, they're saying Dunny. They're, they're referring to the toilet as a Dunny. All the are good they? parts of the language they can't include in Bluey. All the good slurs, you know? You're not oh, taking yeah. any of our hip, fun slurs that I won't say that, on the pod. A bad thing about America is for all of our freedom, you still can't say most words without yeah. getting in trouble. That's That true. is something I would trade speeding on the highway for being able to casually use uh, swear words all the time. Have you ever talked to an Irishman? Not yeah, on purpose. Like from Ireland. From Ireland. <laughs> Swearing like, is a beautiful at, part of the language. Yeah. It's I hung out with one of my very good friends was a triple citizen. She was a citizen of Ireland, U, the US and Chile. Uh Mariel, shout out Mariel. Sure. One of our moms. All the all the and obvious ones her, that would go together. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> her 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 mom was from Ireland and her dad was from Chile. They met in America, they naturalized and they had her and so she was a triple citizen. Um and so she's now a UK permanent expat, I guess. Um, and I met her husband, Kieran, who is from Ireland and he was like holding back, but still like dropped a couple of C words. And I was like, yeah, you can't, that's not cool. But I will say, I think you're, something is, is going the other way. Like there's, and, and also like we have taken on of the words you can't like that in America had a cultural revolution. And, you know, in whatever, 2012, and the, whatever the woke thing was, and a lot of words started disappearing. Obama was elected in 2008. So you can I, kind of... I think it, <laughs> that'll be the... 
That'll be the starting point. Okay, but I go back and I watch uh, the first Pitch Perfect movie. It's hard to pick the exact time, but if you watch Pitch Perfect, there's a... Now, hold on. When is the first Pitch Perfect? Yeah, it is 2012. It was still there. That that must have been made during 2011 to come out 2012. There's a joke about there's the DJ club and it's the deaf Mm -hmm. Jews, which is such an inoffensive joke, but it's like... Oh, you're not making that joke, 2014. No. Like, that's oh, getting scrapped no. out the writer's room. But it's in there, and it's super funny. So I think it has to be that's after true. 2012. Okay, but, like, you've got Gay coming back. And, uh, you. I mean, I just did a week of comedy in Austin. You can't move for people saying, <laughs> It's a sea of people with no cons- consequences bringing back just the word, <laughs> to the extent that people it's lost all do. power and meaning. I and, uh, said it the other day. <laughs> my priest i won't go i sorry i I, sh- I love my priest very much Probably shouldn't i say think that, i that believe i've heard my priest <laughs> say words that he otherwise wouldn't have said oh priests are uh, priests have a, a filthy mouth sometimes and not in the ways you they live in a they just a house full of men they don't have i mean come on right it's bro and swear all day oh i yeah. miss my i'm just gonna i miss my priest so if i can if anyone is near adelaide go to the i recommend the holy uh, name, they'll hate me saying this, the holy name FSSP, Latin Mass. They're, both priests there are fabulous men, and I, I miss them so much. I had a phone call with my priest last night. I was in a, the dive bar. I was at the Hi-Hat in uh, downtown Steubenville on the phone with my priest. talking. He was like, ah, I just, I just miss. Boy, like when you have a, a good priest is very hard to find and a very sad mm-hmm. thing to lose. But ah, sorry, I'm, just, I'm so sad thinking about it. Yeah. If any I of our, if any thought. of our, if any of our twelve listeners in Australia, live <laughs> yeah, did you just look it up? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I had it. We up didn't really. Time. We never got the. We never got the catamaran plan spot, so we never got the commensurate oh. boost uh, in oh, the other direction. If, if you want to you keep know? going or do another night where I can quickly record my catamaran, you'd save me the time. Frankly, if I That's could true. have you on the catamaran plan, I could just whatever take you this need, and, man. I'll do a simultaneous upload if you want. For recording the catacast. Sorry, the catamaran oh, cast, the, oh, not the catechism cast. Well, the, I mean, the catechism cast is we just show up and argue. And we the were catamaran on that plan, show, Patrick. I know. So I you've know. Seen how, I meant, I you've meant seen the how catamaran. That is made. Um, catamaran plan. The James Donald Forbes began catamaran plan out now, all digital platforms. One man's journey to buy a boat. I just I have a couple <laughs> of drinks and I sit alone and I talk for like an hour and a half and then I cut it down. I also like, I man, I re-record a lot. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing yeah, to hold you, up. You got to get one of these. I know. Like, I call him old is Stormy. Who is he? Yeah. From I got him as a gift, as a parting gift from uh, when I left being a, a campus missionary. My ah. my students got it for me. They pitched in because I, I saw him. At, he was in a grandfather clock store. And I saw him. I said, oh, I love him. But I was saving up for a wedding. And so I said, alas, I cannot purchase him. And then they surprised me. They went back and they bought him for me. So the key, I had a the friend do that with a Ming vase. Like, throw in, like, yeah. You throw in like music and like vibes, yeah. And he, yeah. you'll you'll have like you'll he have writes like the music. Uh, well, you have like I try and find copyright free like, classical music and you're like you're it, playing so the classical music and you're talking and then all of a sudden the music cuts and you go oh got a text and then it's like so oh, no. funny so, I don't understand well, I appreciate that yeah that's my great blessing is I think that's my secret talent is podcast uh, audio editing on GarageBand. Yeah. It's uh, I record the the, the vocal, I do all the vocal, and then every time I get bored listening to it back, I do something <laughs> weird. Basically, is the, that's great. is the trick. No, that's perfect. That, I I do I do think that's like it, it's. But I wanted to be good. I wanted to be I'm like the Goon Show. I don't know if you've ever heard the Goon Show, but it was no. like uh, it was like the proto uh, Monty Python 
It was peop- mm. the people who inspired Monty Python people. And it's a radio broadcast and uh, it's like a radio play, but they'll just be, yeah, great fun with sound effects and music and scripts. It's a... Uh, and also, it's like so, it's so piss easy to just open GarageBand mm-hmm. and like put something. And I, I listen to myself back and I go, what? It's just me saying words? No one could possibly, possibly be asked to listen to that. This is a cruel thing to inflict on someone. So I spend, <laughs> yeah, most of it is, I, yeah, I spend, I spend a couple of hours doing the, uh, the audio. Yeah. I need new, if, any, if you have ideas for new out of copyright background music. I would welcome it. I'm currently going through Wikipedia just to go through like what is on and usable on Wikipedia. It's there uh, is if you're if you're if you're a shameless person, there is AI generated music now. You can like no, yeah, I don't want that. I resent the AI. What I love at the moment is, uh, uh, I thought this would be a good video to do at some point, but I don't know. (laughs) Maybe okay. I don't want to do it by myself. I'd like to riff with someone about it. Uh, defunct national anthems to like rank <laughs> defunct <laughs> national anthems. These yeah. are like, because yeah. no one is claiming the copyright for like a MIDI version of, the first one I heard no. was God Save the Tsar, which was on a, a BBC uh, series of War and Peace. I don't know if you've ever heard God Save oh, the Tsar. Nice. It no, is, no. It's so disgusting that they had a revolution that meant getting rid of that song. It's one of oh. the best... It's really bangs. God save the Tsar. Even, even the Soviet Union uh, national anthem is phenomenal. It's pretty good. It's great. It hits. Oh man, when I you tried watch, to make a you watch that to make closing a, um, address. I tried to make TV a Gabber co- remix yeah. of it. It nice. didn't work out. Um, yeah. I apologize. Have you seen what they would play on Soviet television when they turned off the TV at the end of the night? Like when when TV used to end at eleven, they would play that song and have just like clips from the really? Soviet Union of like early men. It's the shoveling proto Instagram coke. edits. It's yeah. the before there was MGMT and uh, <laughs> Little Dark Joan of Arc pictures. They had the uh, the Soviet the Union Soviet broadcasting. Station, You'd have very yeah. little work to do if you just. Lifted the Soviet broadcast and put MGMT behind oh, it. People would think you'd done a cool oh, clip. Patrick, I think we have to convert our Instagram account to something else. I no, think I need to start. I need work. to start Soviet posting immediately, and I also need to block my mom on Instagram so that she doesn't see me Soviet <laughs> posting. <laughs> oh, Beautiful man. people. Can yeah. I also talk about? I, don't, look, I would like to talk. What I'm good at in Adelaide and in Australia is taking mm-hmm. a very small base of followers and putting on live shows with, that they okay. come to. If I can help get the Crunch live oh. tour off the ground, it would be such a joy. Like I know how to do it. It's going to be different in America. I I'll, actually, come on, I'll come tour with you, honestly. Oh, uh, we'll tour at different times. It would be a joy. James, we'll do something. That would, that would honestly be perfect because like we we're not a solo. Like it needs to be an event. It needs to be a bunch yeah. of heads on a poster. Because right. it's not, it's not, people are we not. Need, we need to look like us. the Dune poster, but better. Can we make an <laughs> imitation? And James will be the worm, and Patrick will be Zendaya, and I can be Princess Irulan, and it will be wonderful. <laughs> I was so, I mean, I, I watched the movie on my phone illegally. Yeah. No? That, that was maybe not the best way to watch the cinematic no, rendition d- of Dune, but I was, yeah. I was disappointed that it was really? more big things moving than it was like. Yeah. Very convoluted discussions about genealogies. Yeah. I re- I yeah. loved the book. The book Dune is sick. The book was great. Yeah, book is good. It's hard I to do all of that because so much of in the book is is people's internal monologues, and so it's yeah. so difficult. They tried to do that in the eighty four version, but it ended up being very, very odd. Well, it's so, like 
Very it's boring. I don't know if you've read Anna Karenina. I but, have. I love well, that book. I think Dune is stylistically much closer to Anna Karenina than most science fiction because it's all you yeah. go after someone and you're really like in their mental universe and he's really good at conveying the internal tone of that. But that, yeah. how do you cinematically depict? I mean, is there a good Anna Karenina movie either where you really get what it's like to yearn to be alone on a farm? <laughs> you ever yearn, Jerry? <laughs> do yeah. you ever? Do you ever yearn? Do you ever to to know what it's like to scythe? With the with the oh. with the workers, out yes. in the hot sun, and then you oh, like man. you think about God, but you're not really ready to commit to any major religion until yes. love transforms. Because you. A, because oh. you're so preoccupied with the with the logistics of the Russian farming system. Yeah, for fourteen oh, pages. Have you have you yeah. ever read uh, one of my favorite novels? Is Portrait of a Lady, which is I think the mm. hardest one to I have not dramatize. Not There's so she's like she gets into some trouble. She's dating a. You know, I think she she shacks up with a guy. Things are not going well, and then the mm, most yeah. incredible part, like the most the electric part of the book, is about thirty pages where she's sitting on a chair, and just like thinking out the ethical ramifications of the decisions she could make. And I can't think how you would film that unless it was you just get Reese, Reese Witherspoon on a chair for thirty minutes looking <laughs> somber. Impossible. Yeah. It's kind of like Brideshead Revisited, if you've read that. That, too, is similar in that, like, nothing really happens for most of the book, and then the guy has a conversion at the very end, and that's it. It's my friend friend Jack's, I would say, the book that he most goes on and on and on and on and on about. Uh, But he he has this theory that every character becomes a saint. Mm. I I don't know if it's a common theory, but, like, everybody in that story is sanctified. And it, like, it reads on on a top level as a sort of a weird tragedy where everyone's life just fizzles out and goes a different way. But like mm-hmm. everyone might have a serious chance of going to heaven at the end of that book. So I've got to reread yeah. it with that in mind. But That's interesting. No, I should too. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, yes, let's, we need to end the show because you got to go, but we need to figure out when we can be, we'll talk after we end the recording. All right. When we can be on the catamaran plane. And then I will absolutely, without a doubt, we'll talk to you about figuring out a live show because that's to have, Here's the problem is that no one's ever told us no one's ever told us that we're good enough, you know. So to have someone say you're good enough to do a live show, can you swear on? Do you swear on this podcast? You do. I kept myself back. Well, you, all right, well, I won't say it. I was going to tell you to. No, um, we'll bleep you out. We'll bleep you out. Uh, say it, say it, say it. Say no, it. Was gonna, no, no one listens no, to the end. In kind decency, I was going to tell you where uh, you could go. Uh, you no look. I think you do. the The standard for a live podcast show is so incredibly low. I have seen some of my brother and my brother and me live shows that are really, really bad. So I don't know what that is, and I don't want to disrespect them. You're going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be absolutely. Okay. And you what? You do questions with the audience, and that's yeah. always fun. That's yeah. that's 25 minutes taken care work. of. You need to be yeah. there for an hour. People have things they want to ask you. That's the back 25 taken care of. You get something. Yep. You get a song in the middle. You do a little oh, TikTok dance. We learn a song. Oh my gosh, we have a road show. <laughs> You and me. We could get do puppets? What do you think? <laughs> we do the crunch puppets. It's like it's the podcast, but it's just you and me behind a desk with my parents. Of us talking. Well, you could send my someone parents. else to do that, frankly, with a recording. That's true. I mean, let's yeah. not. <laughs> my parents would always tell me about a prop, a prop comic that they went to see when they were engaged. And they always would tell us this. They thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And I used to think it was the funniest thing, and I still do. But this prop comic would have this big suitcase, and he just pulled out this giant G. And he just went, 
and then he put it back in his suitcase and i've always thought that is one of the funniest jokes i think we could do something like that patrick Let's just you know? steal a different letter of the alphabet exactly yeah, yeah. Did your easy see joel from probably not the k from mst through <laughs> or the x or the uh, x yeah yes, both but mostly not the k joel mostly from what? Not the k. what was joel who was uh, joel? joel mst3k joe is joel something Teresa boba is gonna be mad at me right now um this. it yeah i forget his name joe anyway, mst3k demon squad <laughs> No. I don't know. What, I don't know what we're referencing. I do have an idea, James, for a bit that you can use. Well, this, we right. can end on this. You tell me if this is good or not. You maybe have already done this. All right. I was walk. I was on a walk today. No, saw, I've never done a bit about you being on a walk. Go okay. On. Well, Sorry, I'm, context. This is not a fully formed thought. All right. There's someone had a no trespassing sign in the yard, and I thought yes. that that was a pretty pointless sign because it implies that there's maybe a yes trespassing sign out there somewhere where people are delighted. To have people illegally come onto their property, so like the that. fact that the, there's a no trespassing sign uh, it don't wouldn't seem to deter very many people. I would like. So, I possibly there's got to be something story. there. I would. I immediately yeah. think of a, an idea for a short story where there's a man who has cultivated such a perfect lawn that the children in the neighborhood will not play on it out of respect. And he's heartbroken because all he's done is create this lawn yeah. so the children yeah. will play on it. And so he yeah. makes a please walk on the please. lawn sign. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I like please. that. That's all I, that's all I have. It's that's good. Feels Russian. Yeah. Um, hey, thank right. you for having me on the podcast. Through, right? Yeah, thank you. This has been very good. Well, uh, everybody, if you don't follow James, he's... Uh, what, what's your Instagram, JDFM? Uh, yes, I'm I'm at JDFMcCann at gmail.com. And uh, the James Donald Forbes McCann <laughs> catamaran plan, it's out now. If you would put a link to it, that would be so yeah. super duper. We can do that. I, I, have to, I have to quickly turn it into a way of making enough money to provide for I my boat. family so that in excess of that I can have a boat. Because yes. uh, as a part, I took the money from the catamaran plan to take me to America, and now mm -hmm. I, I don't have a job, and I don't <laughs> have many prospects. So, really nice to be back on the crunch. I will literally <laughs> come back anytime you'll tolerate it, and please come on my podcast, and let's yeah. talk about Let's pause this. We'll stop this. We'll talk about we'll this live here. show. We'll talk about the live show. All right, Bye, everybody. Patrick, do you, have anything, do you have anything else for the people? Bit.ly slash crunch discord. Join our yeah, you got send one us, new member, apparently. Yeah, thank us, you for listening. Us, uh, we, you, in our Discord, you have our there, we uh, we dropped our PO boxes. The first person to send Ethan uh, kangaroo testicles will win a hundred dollars. Thanks. I, I would rather have Adelaide Crow's merch. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. <laughs>